0: Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday sermon, along with the scripture lesson read by that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all of our diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. In addition to the occasional y'all that comes out of my mouth, my mom's influence on me goes beyond that. She's from the South, the South of the United States, and it almost is synonymous with the term an incredible partier and gatherer, someone who just knows how to put on a well-organized function. She has parties with a purpose, and experiences, and learning moments. And though I didn't think much of them at the time, I experienced all of these things while I was growing up. They marked the season with crafts and special food, and marked moments in time in my life. When I was 12, she threw me a period party by inviting one of my best friends to come over. It was simple. I had cake, and it had a moment, and it also had a card from my aunt and also my female cousin, so that I could read a few pieces of advice and encouragement in this special time in my life. Especially in middle school, I remember she commandeered some of my birthday parties as uh, moments when she calls them life skills where we learned culinary things from around the world, and of course the taste testing was one of my favorite things that we did. My mom knew that there was power in gathering, and I'm better for it. So in all of those years with parties and themes that were extravagant and welcoming, the one theme that came out every single time was the opportunity to connect and connect with others. And as I reflect, this week is my first year anniversary of being a Doylestownian. And this year has felt like such a party because you all have had an opportunity to connect with me and allowed that time. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful especially for the APNC who continues to be in my life and um, has been wonderful about welcoming me. So we come to today's scripture through that lens. Luke chapter 15, Jesus shares a series of two out of three parables about the nature of God to this gathered crowd. And as I described to the kids that we're going to be presenting for this morning, they had some challenge with the words Pharisee and scribe and Sadducee. They're not things they use in their daily life. But I wanted to say more than just what and how to pronounce them, but who they were. So the Pharisees were a group of people that during the time of Jesus, they paid special close attention to all the rules. And they also wanted to follow them very well. And the Pharisees sometimes get a bad rap. But really, the Pharisees actually liked Jesus quite a bit, because he did have a lot of rules that he wanted to stick with. It's just that he had an interpretation of them that was a little bit more unique and they needed to follow along. Now the scribes were a different kind of group. They were the ones that were in charge of writing down all of these extra laws that they would place and they wanted to pay attention specifically to what the Pharisees' teachings were so that they could capture them so that the lives of the people of Israel could have freedom living within these laws. And so Jesus responds to them with a question. What would you do? And in this parable, a story always that diffuses conflict and presents before them and raises, of course, always more questions. So they respond, and Jesus tells them this parable. In the first, a sheep is lost because the shepherd has lost them. The shepherd notices that one is gone, is stirred enough to leave all of the 99, hopefully in the careful care of other sub-shepherds or junior shepherds, and goes after looking the lost one. Once found, is overjoyed, tells his friends, and throws a party. Now, the second is similar. A coin is lost because a woman has lost it, and she notices that it's gone, is stirred enough to spend a serious amount of time and energy finding it, and once found is overjoyed, then like the shepherd, she calls together all of her friends and neighbors and asks them to celebrate, probably spending some serious coin. And she says, rejoice with me, I have found the coin that I have lost. Now the tricky thing that Jesus does here is called the Pharisees and Sadducees to identify with the role of the concerned shepherd. A move that appeals to their sense of obligation and caregiving associated with their flock, their people that they're guiding, and their leadership role, and challenges them to question their actions. Is their character different than the shepherd character that Jesus portrays? Now, though Jesus is inviting them to depict themselves in this leadership role and, you know, asking if anyone would really fail at this, of course this is such a hard thing to do. And by that, the juxtaposition that God is the true shepherd, all of us would fail at a task such as this. So Jesus does a second tricky move, and here he's very specific in calling all of us sinners. It's not just the people that the Pharisees and Sadducees say, you are outside the law, therefore you all are sinners. He's just calling us all sinners, and that's how we are portrayed. We all will get lost. And with this, the parable shifts our focus away from the lost item to the commitment of the one who does the searching. Because neither the sheep nor the coin do anything to get themselves out of this mess. When separated from uh, his shepherd, a flock, a sheep will hunker down, make themselves harder to find, and a coin will roll off, maybe into a dusty corner, and it doesn't become any shinier or any brighter to alert of its lostness. It's helpless, it's dependent upon the one who is seeking. These parables teach us about a God who is relentless in the search and in rescue missions, and God will not rest until all are found. This parable reveals more about the nature of God than it does anything else. And when reading today's scripture passage at first, a song popped into my head that I remember being captured by in the words on the retreat that I was leading. I borrowed the words for this morning's call to worship, and perhaps you have found them familiar because you've heard this song, and maybe they evoked something for you because they were so odd in their description of God. God's love is never-ending and reckless. God's love for us is the kind of love that would chase us down, that would fight until we are found, would haphazardly leave 99 perfectly good sheep and go find God's love is overwhelming never ending and reckless and I was just captured by that description of our God unexpected and overwhelming is the lens with which I reread this scripture and it seems unexpected and overwhelming and reckless to leave the 99 to go find one lost sheep yet that's the type of love that God has for us And it seems unexpected and overwhelming and excessive to turn the house upside down to find the lost coin. Yet that's the type of love that God has for us. Now, we can't operate as if there isn't a third part to this parable, known very famously as the lost son. The father has lost something, or more accurately, lost someone. And the father, losing this someone, goes through many efforts to go find If you think that there's nail biting in the waiting for a child to come home from a night out with friends, and maybe that's a long period of time, this father waited an undetermined amount of time for their son to come home. And this is portraying God's extensive patience, also an extension of God's reckless love. It seems unnecessary to spend money on this party, yet this is the type of God that we have. And I didn't spend very much time thinking about the cost of the party. After all, this is a woman who had 10 coins. She was rich. This is a shepherd who had 99 or 100 sheep. Very rich. This is a father that had two sons, a large amount of property, and the ability to have large rings and beautiful coats. Cost was not of the issue in the monetary sense. The cost of the party was not great because of the price, but the cost of the party was the great risk in making the party where all are welcome. There is a high cost to the relationship and making a place for them. It is so hard, and God makes this point in the scriptures, it's so hard to see one out of a hundred. Maybe if they're all lined up perfectly, we might notice, oh, there's one missing. But if you look out to the cast, who is missing? And then Jesus keeps on going and says, well, surely you might see one missing out of 10, but even if there's a couple of coins on your table in your change bank, as you enter and exit your house, you might notice that one coin is gone, but God does. Surely in the lost son, you would notice that one of your children is gone. And so God almost makes a joke. God's love is reckless and for those of you who have heard this trio of stories before the lost sheep coin and son are familiar with relating to the 99 or the older brother and that sunken feeling of being lost and left behind and somebody else is being celebrated and for people in a church community like ours we feel pretty fatigued from the last few years the thought of chasing down a wayward sheep sounds pretty exhausting And we come to the reality that we're not going to come back to where we were in 2019 and those who are doing the bulk of the work know that they're not enough and they're also depleted depleted too much to even inspire others to continue doing work and don't get me wrong the idea of a sheep returning home sounds absolutely amazing but i relate to the few verses where the woman is turning apart her house And it's exhausting just listening to what the things she might do. And if you're anything like me, I also create another list of things to do. Well, I move the refrigerator out of the way, and so I might as well just get the vacuum and scrub that. And by the way, I might as well you move the washing machine as well. God knows the feeling. Right about now, we identify with the 99 who are left behind and this energy and these resources, and what, what are we to do? But we understand that we're not to do the searching. It is God who does the bulk of the searching. It's not solely with us. And it also is scary because the price of the party is pretty high risk, because we have to be a welcoming environment to this lost sheep who is coming home. A person who was us, and is now coming back. And the way you feel welcome at a party is not all these expensive things, but the high cost of a relationship. So we're working on ourselves as a community, to be in a relationship with one another, to be loving with one another, to work on projects with one another as we do. And I invite you to think, maybe there's people that you know who are not here, who haven't been here in a while. Take a moment, and I really mean it, to think who is not here, who has been a part of us. Breathe their name in and out. Notice who's not here. Notice who could be a part of us. I invite you to make a plan to share with them the love that has been going on here at DPC and how you feel strengthened in your spirit by being part of this community. I invite you also to, enjoy, to invite them to come to our worship under the bridge next week. Don't get mixed up in all of that business about our church not being perfect. No church is perfect. We all know that. But we are perfect for who we are, and we're perfect enough for God. And God loves us no matter what. And that love is reckless. Would you pray with me? Oh Lord our God, we are deeply grateful for the love that you have for us, and it helps us identify better who we are and whose we are, and how we might act and be in this world. So instead of getting um, all up in our thoughts and our being of who we are, help us to extend who that lost sheep might be, who that lost coin might be, in our lives, and how we might be a part of your work and your reckless work in this world. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.